Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, come with me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 20 of Soul Food where we're going to look at the Qur'an and the relationship between our listening and the Qur'an. So in this episode we're going to look at the impact of the Qur'an, the fruits of listening to reminders, and lastly we'll look at connecting to people of understanding and how to actually benefit from the reminders and the guidance in the Qur'an. And as we enter into these last 10 nights, uh, just a reminder to myself and, and to you as well to really roll up our sleeves and, and to get to work and really make these last nights count so that inshallah when we come out of Ramadan, we can say that we really put forth our best effort. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq, for His enabling grace, uh, for you and for myself and for the entire ummah and for all people seeking nearness to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, we're continuing to look at Habib Umar's book, uh, The Kingdom of the Heart and Limbs. And he says that one of the most important relationships between listening and the heart is listening to the Qur'an. And that the Qur'an really requires from us uh, to reflect and contemplate its meanings and its lessons, and the divine wisdom that comes down in the Qur'an. And it's not just about, as unfortunately many people really limit it to, it's not just about nice recitation and someone with a nice voice, but really pondering the reality that these are the words of the Creator, and making sure that they resonate deep in your heart and soul. They're meant to speak to you at the core of your being. So we need to, de- to keep a strong connection to the Qur'an always. And that we need to listen to the Qur'an with our hearts. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, giving a glad tidings, uh, uh, good news and glad tidings to His servants. And the description that He gives of His servants in this verse is, الَّذِينَ يَسْتَمِعُونَ الْقَوْلَ فَيَتَّبِعُونَ أَحْسَنَ that give good news, good news to my servants who listen to what is said and follow what is best. That they're listening and learning and reflecting and that they follow the best of what they hear. These are the ones God has guided. These are the people of understanding. That we need to be people who listen deeply and follow the Qur'an and follow the reminders that we get to the best of our ability. And, and that is becoming a person of understanding in your heart. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really lets us know that we can hear with our hearts and that we can actually lose that hearing, lose that form of comprehension if we're not paying attention to the Qur'an. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and we seal up their hearts so that they cannot hear. 
And these are people who turn away from the signs of God. So this is a deafness of the heart and not of the ears. This is someone who chooses not to hear. So we see the imperative of listening to the Qur'an and pondering deeply upon its meanings. This is, as they say, this is God's uh, feast that He put upon this earth for our souls to be cultivated, to be nourished, to understand the meaning of life, to be connected to the Creator of the heavens and the earth, our generous Lord, glorious and majestic. So some of the fruits of listening when you look at the Prophet ﷺ, you see that he always encouraged his followers to seek out wisdom and to always be people of learning. And he said, That wisdom is the lost property of the believer. In other words, that someone who is a believer in Allah always is looking for wisdom that benefits them in their lives and in their connection to the Creator. And the Prophet ﷺ himself, he listened to others. And that when he would speak, he spoke in a way that others could clearly listen to him and understand what he was saying. And sometimes he, he would even repeat things three times so that people could absorb his words and guidance. So that he recognized that listening is a doorway into the heart and it's a way that you comprehend guidance. And he listened to others and he made sure that when he was speaking to others that he was understood by them and that he wasn't saying something too fast or going over their heads. And the Prophet ﷺ, which is amazing, he loved to listen to the Qur'an being recited by others. And he really uh, would listen and reflect and recite the words of Allah at the deepest levels of comprehension. And he would request from one of his companions, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, to recite to him. And when Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, when he heard that, he said, O Messenger of God, how can I recite it to you when it's been revealed to you? And the Prophet said, I love to hear it from others. I love to hear the Qur'an being recited by others. And he would also listen to Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, another one of his companions, and he praised the beauty of his recitation. And... When we listen to the Qur'an, it's not just listening to the Qur'an as something that just sounds nice or, you know, this reciter has a really beautiful voice. And some people even go to the extent of making it sound like it's singing where they go beyond the rules of tajweed. But when we listen to the Qur'an, it's really about listening to the Qur'an so that you can be transformed. Listening with attention. Listening so that you can learn and comprehend and getting the meanings from what you can hear. And that takes time. You might be listening to this and saying, you know, I don't even know Arabic. But it takes time and it takes dedication. And that your relationship with the Qur'an is a lifelong relationship. And that the more you give yourself to the Qur'an, the more Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens it up to you. And this brings us to another point that's related closely to that is being connected to people of understanding. That one of the most common questions people have is, how do I understand the Qur'an? Like, where do I begin? And obviously there's the linguistic aspect, but people also wonder, where do all these really seriously conflicting understandings come from? Why do extremists say that they're following the Qur'an? Why do people use the Qur'an as an excuse 
for terrible things that they might do. And this really comes from a lack of understanding the Qur'an, the way that the Prophet ﷺ embodied it, and the way that he taught it, and the way that his companions taught it after him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us this in the Qur'an, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Ask the people of knowledge if you don't understand or if you don't know. And the methodology of teaching that the Prophet ﷺ gave us, and that has been passed down from generation to generation, uninterrupted, from the way that the Prophet ﷺ taught his generation and the way that they understood it and taught the following generation all the way up to our current times, this is called a senad. This is called a chain of transmission. And we have to understand the Qur'an and understand everything in the deen through this senad, through this uninterrupted chain back to the Prophet ﷺ. All different kinds of people are claiming that they're upholding the truth, but who actually has a line, a chain of teachers that's uninterrupted all the way back to the Prophet ﷺ. And this is actually what preserves Islam uniquely. And Imam Muslim in his Sahih, in one of the most authentic books of Islam, he puts in the introduction of the book a quote from uh, Ibn al-Mubarak, one of the early pious predecessors, in which he says, connected chains of transmission, this senad, all the way back to the Prophet ﷺ, he says these connected chains of transmission are from the religion. And without them, anyone could say whatever they wanted to say. That people could make up things and introduce things and maybe even have uh, false interpretations of things if they don't have a senad, if they don't have this methodology of teaching that has been passed down that they've studied with a teacher. So even when you're learning the Qur'an, when you're learning anything about this religion, it's important to be connected to people of Sanad, people who have a connection back to the Prophet that's uninterrupted. So that brings us to the call to action. The call to action is important, and it's not that difficult, but the call to action is to study the Fatiha and reflect on it. The opening surah of the Qur'an which has all of the major themes and meanings of the Qur'an within it. And I would recommend, there's a beautiful course, it's a mini course taught by Sheikh Yahya Rodas, and it's on uh, Seekers Hub, it's a website, seekershub.org. I'd recommend listening to those lessons about the Fatiha taught by Sheikh Yahya Rodas, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But learn the Fatiha and start from there, and then uh, you'll be able to understand more and more of the Qur'an and keep that connection alive. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us people of the Qur'an, to make us people who make the most of these last nights of Ramadan. Please feel free to uh, leave us any feedback on Facebook or Twitter and leave us a review on iTunes. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.